Welcome to what we are now calling the Renewal Podcast. Uh, grateful for this adventure we're about to get onto as we get to learn a bit more about people in our community and get inspired, learn from each other, and yeah, just build community together. And today we have the pleasure of having our first guest, Mr. Daniel Chikwaza. Yay! Probably quite familiar to many of you, and I'm just excited about getting to know a bit about him and how he ended up coming to Renewal and just a bit more about his life and who he is. So, Chikwaza, hi. Hi. I'm so used to, hi. you know, being the one asking people questions and welcoming people on, yeah. the, on the bench and in, into conversation. So it feels a bit weird, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Daniel Chikwaza and part of the Renewal team. I've mm -hmm. uh, been serving here for almost four years now. We're turning four. Yay! Awesome. So, yeah. Okay. If I was to reach out to three or four friends of yours and ask them to say three things about who Shekwaza is. What do you oh. think would be the things that would percolate to the top amongst all the responses? His love for music, okay. number one. <clears throat> his love for God. Okay. And his love for people. Wow. Yes. A lot of love there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about love. <laughs> The, the love for music, for how long has that been, been around? So I, I actually have grown up in a very musical family. Uh, my dad uh, is a musician. He loves music as well. Mm -hmm. He plays guitar. He's the one who taught me how to play guitar. Okay. Uh, he taught me, you know, the basic chords and everything. He's the one who gave me um, my first guitar. It mm -hmm. was actually his. And I took it up. I, I used to tune it my own way and come up with my own tunes. Wow. And one day he sat me down and told me, hey, that's not how we tune a guitar, you know, that's not standard. If you go to play with other people, you're going to get lost. And for a long time, I was like, Dad, this sounds nice. I'm doing something cooler than you would do. So don't be jealous. Just leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, he was gracious enough with me and taught me the basics. And we sang in church every Sunday. As a fa We had a family choir. Okay. My brothers and I, my brothers then, my brothers, because I have a, a sister who came along mm -hmm. later on, but yeah, my brothers uh, and I and our family would sing in church every time. Um, and then even in school, mm -hmm. my, me and my younger brother, Jeremiah, we sang in school every time. We were inseparable. We went together everywhere. We did things together. We, we sang together. We wrote songs together Gosh. until to a point we, we started producing music together. Um, so I've, it's like music has been in my family mm -hmm. for such a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've just grown up doing it. Um, and my brothers and sister are super talented musicians, both instrumentalists and vocalists yeah. and lyricists, uh, probably better than me, I would say that. So, wow. okay. yeah, so music has been, has been a huge part of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that was, is that love for music? Is love for yeah. God? Um, yes. What has that been like? Like since, I mean, since you were young, how has that evolved? Where did that love for God begin? Like, um, <clears throat> I've mentioned that I've grown up in a Christian home, yeah. um, not just a Christian home, but a musical home. And I've said we used to sing in church and all that. And for the longest time, I had this relationship with God, but it was based more on my parents because my parents are like ministers and uh, pastors. So, you know, I served probably, I can say the God of my dad and my mom. Uh, I served, you know, the God of the church that we went to. 
um, until later on in life, um, that I, it had to be my personal decision yeah. to follow Jesus Christ. Uh, and even more, coming to Kenya was, you know, a bigger, a bigger step into that reality for me. Okay. To say, okay, now you are, you're not in your dad's church anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now you're not serving the, the, the God of your dad and your mom yeah. and, and the community that you're so used to. Now it's just you. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have my close friends here. I don't have my relatives around. You know, in Malawi, it's like almost everybody knows <laughs> so and so. You yeah. know, if you are found doing something weird by the corner and you think nobody knows you there. Especially if your parents are, you know, like pastors. Yeah, exactly. Like by the time you get home, your dad is like, oh, I heard you like. Here's a report. Who told you that, you know? <laughs> So it's like for the first time I'm here I'm, and I'm like, you know what, this is the first time I have to make decisions just, you know, and I'm accountable to myself, you know, there's nobody to look out for me, there's nobody to keep me accountable, I'll have to make the decision to actually pe let people into my life. Yeah. And even in my, uh, what I'd say, even in my faith, the journey of my faith, it was like, now I'm not, you know, I'm not around my family that we do Bible studies. Now that would be up to me. Yeah. On Sundays, I can decide I'll go to church or I'll just sleep in my room all day. So yeah. I, I, I really got to that point where I was like, you know, God, I want to know you uh, just on my own. I want to have that relationship with you away from all that I've known, all that I've grown up with. Mm -hmm. And that's when my relationship with God kind of like started to grow. That's okay. when I started to see God, you know, at a personal level and yeah. experiencing him at a personal level um and i am blessed and lucky that his voice was bigger and clearer than anything else around that was pushing me into different directions mm -hmm. uh and my love for god grew in that way yeah so it was a it was a good transition i would say uh it was not easy but i'm glad that i am where i am now because god has really changed my life I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be who I am today mm -hmm. if God had not come into my life or if I had not really allowed him to come and transform my life then. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's love for music, yeah. love for God. Yes. I mentioned love for people. Yes. So, so what does that look like in like the different seasons where like when you were young, as you yes. grew older, came to Nairobi? <laughs> um, what has that been like? Let me just say, when I was young, it was a struggle. Uh, people were not my... Um, my go-to, I, I did not prefer being around people, let me just say. And it's, really? it's because, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's because like we grew up in such a big home, like it was such a big family. Mm. You know, it was one of those places where you live with, uh, um, already we were like five in my family. Then we had additions of cousins, we had additions of aunties, we had additions of strangers, we had additions of Christians, Muslims, wow. uh, and any other religion that would just pop into our home. Uh -huh. So it was always like the traffic in our house was always full. It was always packed, okay, with people. Um, and for a long time, I used to go like, oh man, I'm so tired. I just want us to be as a family. I don't, where are all these people coming from? Where mm -hmm. are they going? Why do they have to stop here? Um, but I think a lot of my love for people came from my parents and how they treat people, how they honor people, how they love people, mm -hmm. despite what they believe, despite their religious backgrounds, despite uh, their cultural backgrounds. They just loved on people. And that's how our home ended up being a hub for people. 
you know i remember times when a stranger would just come say i've come from zimbabwe i've lost all my stuff i don't know where to start from and my parents would just take them in mm -hmm. you know like it was that kind of love that they had for people uh and then like growing up i started kind of like hating i stopped hating it okay. to getting to understand oh wait you know to actually love people like this there has to be something deeper because on your own strength mm. you can't do it yeah. and that light that my parents had for people it 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 really sh uh, it it was really shining bigger than you know i was like if it was just them they can't do this on their own yeah. you know and that really sparked my love for people um and it was like you know 180 degrees now i'm like a social animal i <laughs> i get energy from just being around people yeah. i feel encouraged just by being around people i feel so good knowing that i i put a smile on somebody's face or i was just there for somebody when it was you know tough for them or i talked with somebody i connected with somebody i prayed with somebody i was at their birthday party i showed up at their gig uh, you know, I was there on their first day of work. Yeah. Those kinds of things, like, they make me so, so, so happy. So I could be super tired from, like, a day of work or something like that. Mm -hmm. But if, if there's a gathering with people involved, yeah. to me, it's just like, yeah, this is my way of relaxing. Yeah. So I do love people. Okay. Yeah, and I have so many friends. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so now you, you're the associate pastor. Yes. Uh, here at New York Church. Yeah. And, and just based on the things you <coughs> mentioned, it seems, you know, if you combine the love for music, love for God, love for people, like somehow that is finding expression with where you're at now. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe you can give us a bit of context. How did you, how did you get to join Renewal? And yes. how has that been to the point where now you, you know, leading worship, associate pastor? What's that yeah. journey been like? I mean, if you know Renewal well by now, you know that uh, we kind of like have this background of reaching out to people who have been disillusioned by church or have been in the church and kind of like have been hurt by the church. We know that there's hurt everywhere. There's, there's pain everywhere you go. And not to say that you won't find that when you come to Renewal, mm -hmm. but we have intentionally taken a step to reach out to such people, to invite such people back in and try to, to kind of like process things backwards, you know? Uh, get to a, to a level of, you know, emphasizing on community, emphasizing on we know that this is what the church has done. We accepting some of the things that have happened to us, uh, the brokenness that we carry. So kind of like moving from there instead of just saying, welcome to church, this is where you're going to serve or yeah. something like that. But yeah. kind of going through a process with people. Uh, and for me, I remember actually way before Renewal started, when it was just an idea, that's yeah. when I got to meet uh, Chris Arnold, who is our lead pastor. Uh, and uh, he just shared this vision about like Renewal Church. And I remember I was at a place where I was in transition okay. uh, from the church I was. And I was just tired because I've like, like I told you, I've grown up in a Christian home. So I've been serving in church all my life. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, all different types of churches and came to Renewal, came to, I mean, came to Nairobi and found myself in different churches as well, in different spaces. And lots of things have happened there. And I found myself like serving 24 seven everywhere that I went. Uh, but I, at the same time, it was like, I could easily escape and drown into all sorts of things but nobody would really have the courage or the thoughts to think okay is this guy okay mm. as long as i'm leading worship and playing the guitar and playing the drums it, it was fine you know but how is my walk with god you know how how is just my how is my everyday life it yeah. never seemed to 
uh, occur to, to 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 anyone that you know I needed kind of like somebody to guide me or just to be there for me. Mm -hmm. um, and also the problem with people like us who are people people, we will always be there for you. We mm. will always show up and you know move mountains for you. Uh, but we can we can always do that. And even if you don't do that back to us, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And we get used to that. You mm. know, we get used to like just showing up for people. Uh, and end up not caring whether people are showing up for you. Yeah. So anyway, I found myself in that space and when Chris kind of like just shared the vision of renewal, you know, just being uh, renewal, not just being another church because there are hundreds of church churches in Nairobi. I was like, yes, that's so true. There's so many churches and I've been to so many of them. But he talked about, you know, the aspect of family, you know, this being a family, this being a place where, um, you know, you can be yourself, this being a place where there is... Um, I can't clearly say that there's no judgment, but there's less judgment, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to just say, hey, welcome, come as you are, which is something that is so cliche in the Christian circles, but really, come <laughs> as you are, you know? Are you, re uh, are you ready for me as Are I you am? ready for me, really? <laughs> you know, come as I am, that's, that's not, you know, I, I'm sure Jesus probably meant it yeah. uh, the way it is, uh, but in, in places where I had been, it wasn't really like that, you know? So I think for me it was like, whoa, this is a nice challenge I'd like to accept, you okay. know? Like, let's, let's try out something different. Let's do something different. So that's how I ended up um, uh, being a part of Renewal. That was in 2018. I remember I met Chris in Feb uh, of 2018. So how did that happen? Nairobi is big. How did you please end up crossing <laughs> so, paths? Actually, a very good friend of mine who was a, a pastor at, uh, who is a pastor at KBC, is the one who reached out to me and said, hey, come along. Uh, to KVC one of these Sundays, and uh, also there's somebody I'd like you to meet, and that's how I met Chris. Okay. Uh, and I think they had talked about me uh. before, <laughs> so there was some context okay. there. Um, uh, so that's how I got to meet Chris, and, okay. and um, so we kind of like uh, started now from scratch, like planning what's this gonna look like. Uh, I remember even way back our first official meeting, uh, you know, on 40, 47 Windy Ridge. Yep. Uh, just outside the veranda and quite a number of people showed up and it was so beautiful um, and to see where we have gotten to now mm -hmm. is just amazing and I was kind of like uh, directing media and creativity ahead of like cre uh, cre uh, creativity and um, and worship for the longest time until just recently not too long ago about like two years ago that's mm -hmm. when I now became like associate pastor. Uh, but for me, it's not really about the title. I think it's just continuing what I was doing before, being a people person, loving God, loving people, yeah. loving music. Um, I think it just felt like transitioning uh, into, into what I'm already doing and trying to find out and ask God how I can do this better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what my journey has been like and being a, an associate pastor. At, Okay. At Renewal Church. Nice. Yeah. Um, something I've enjoyed listening mm. uh, to is when you come and you have stories about, you know, I was at home and how, like, how your daughter Tadala was busy playing with the neighbor's kids, going to their houses, and the kind of interaction they've had there. Yeah. Or how some kids from the neighborhood would come to your place and just interact with you guys. Yeah. Um, maybe you could just share a bit about how, out of that sense of, like, have you? going to a place where you are connecting so well with the people you live with, 
like it's almost like your home is their home. Yeah. <laughs> and their home is your home. Yeah. Just share a bit about that. Yeah, uh, I think that also plays so much into like the kind of background that I've come from. Like I like I mentioned, like our home was a home for everyone, literally. Uh, and if we could love strangers who we had no idea where they've even come from, even if they have like crossed borders, what more like people who I'm staying with in the same compound. Mm -hmm. So, and also that I, I came, I took a 180 from being so anti-people to being in your face. Yeah. I'm those kind of people who be like, I'm not, a, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna allow you to be my neighbor and I don't know you, you know? I come knocking on your door, finding out like what's going on. Uh, and like in the compound that I live in, yeah. um, I love kids. I love, I love kids. Um, you know, I got to, I got to know all the kids there. Uh, and of course, like once they see me walking around with the guitar, they're always fascinated. Like, what's in that case? Yeah. Can we see it? Can we touch it? Uh, so I remember even in like uh, during COVID, when COVID hit, kids are not going to school. They're not being out. They're not being allowed to go out of the gate. Yeah. And I sat down with my guitar and I taught most of them how to play the guitar. Wow. Um, and, you know, after they got bored of like playing guitar, some want to continue. Some were like, we want something new taught them how to skate and hey. it was just fun <laughs> uh, and even in that process that's how I got to know some of their parents okay. you know and we have just become such a great 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 family uh, and it's just sad that uh, recently one of my guitar students my neighbor and my jamming partner um, passed on she was just 13 oh. which is very very sad um, and, and it hit really hard but I think one thing that has also come out of that situation is how we have been so united as neighbors. It just brought out the importance of like just getting to know each other as neighbors. It's mm -hmm. really brought us together. Uh, from the day that she passed on, which is almost, um, it's over a week now. Yeah. Each and every day, I get to pray with my neighbors, to, um, to eat with my neighbors. Mm -hmm. We get to chat. We even get to sing together. Wow. And every day we've made it a point to just be there for our neighbor, uh, who, uh, our friend who has lost her daughter, and just support her through each and every day, literally, with just something as small as, hey, guys, we're going to spend 15 minutes at her house just to cheer her up. Yeah. And we have seen what a big difference that can bring yeah. um, in, in our lives. So, yeah, I, I, I just love people. And even in my community, I think that, shows yeah. um, and just because for me I see I see more than just neighbors I see people I see kids who have been called by God I see talented uh, wonderful people I see people who can connect with each other and support each other in different ways mm -hmm. but just need to start by saying hi yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know uh, and that can be hard but when it happens it's it's a beautiful thing oh. yeah what would you Maybe what are a couple of tips you would give to someone who maybe finds it difficult if you just say that hi to the neighbor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but maybe have the desire to connect more with the people who live around them. Yeah. What, are, what are one or two things someone can do to at least start connecting with the people around them? Something very funny and interesting is that people never realize it, but the, people who's, the person who's finding it hard to say hi to someone the person they're finding it hard to say hi to is also thinking the same thing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what I've realized with most people, like yeah. from, from the kind of like, you know, experience that I've seen. Yeah. 
you know it's like once you start talking you're like hey man i just used to see you and i used to say how am i gonna <laughs> say hi to them and the other person is like i was thinking the same too i just wanted to know you know the culture of this place i yeah. wanted but years are going weeks are going months are going you know uh, so i i just want to say it takes a bit of boldness okay um and the thing is it pays off be guaranteed it pays off you know sometimes it may not be what you expect it to be because mm -hmm. people are different you know others are like get out of my face hi and that's it i never want to talk to you and that's understandable uh, so have no big expectations but mm -hmm. i would say you know do your part you know at, at least reach out to somebody just mm -hmm. just start it it takes a lot of boldness because it's you you always find yourself in that awkward situation where you know have you ever like you have a neighbor they're walking home and you're driving and you go past them and there's that awkwardness <laughs> of, uh, and then you get to the gate and then the the guard is taking long to open the and gate and then your neighbor <laughs> passes you <sighs> i mean you're, you're taking the trash down and mm. you bump into each other you know there are all those all those i decide to take them as opportunities yeah start to say hi and there are people who you know i've said hi and they have not said hi back to me i just I'm just like, I'm just going to try again. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'll find another way or whatever it is. And if they have kids, you know, I'll use that. You know, if, if the kids are friendly with me, mm -hmm. then one way or another, you know, is it their birthday? Is it, you know, get to know something about them. Yeah. Uh, get to find out what, what are they interested in? What, what do they do? Mm. You know? Uh, and then find a way into that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but most of all, don't have like big expectations over people. Um, secondly, just know that they're probably thinking the same thing that you're thinking. How mm -hmm. can I start saying hi? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're shy. Maybe they're thinking, how is this conversation going to be? Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, and just start. Just start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what, <laughs> what can go lose? wrong? <laughs> What's there to lose? What? You have nothing to lose. You yeah. say hi. It's either they'll say hi back or not. And it's fine. Life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's really cool how you've, like used your your interests and your giftings just to engage with the people around you, mm. especially at home. Like the music lessons you're giving and your love for kids right. and just that giving you a way into their lives. Mm. And I think that's just another good way of connecting with people around you, like seeing what what am I interested in? Is it baking? Right. You know, can right. I bake something yeah. and go and just give it and yeah. that's it. So Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's the other point. Find out what you're good at. You know, find what you're good at, and then that's also your way in con into connecting people. Do you cook good food? Yeah. Try take it to your neighbor, you know. I'm sure that they're, they're, they're sniffing it. You know, <laughs> if you're upstairs, they're thinking, oh boy, what's he cooking today? But they just can't say anything. Yeah. You know, if you're a musician, play your guitar, play whatever it is for their birthday or uh, whatever celebration they have. And yeah. that would be a way in, you know. If you're just uh, so good at interacting with people, just do it. Or find whatever it is that you're good at and use that as a way of... You know connecting with people if you're a photographer like the guy sitting behind the camera just say hey yeah. I'll, I'll just take a picture of you for free or you have this event I'll, I'll come through i just bring my camera you know find a way in and yeah. say hey i have these pictures for you have them and you find that conversations will start from there and become into something awesome yeah uh, so you've been a dad of one for how long now yes i've been a dad of one for <laughs> almost two years almost now. two years and Almost becoming a dad of two. Yes. Um, so excited. So <laughs> excited. You have no idea. What's the most exciting thing about that for you? I think just the, the, the miracle of new life is something that I can never forget. And I remember with our firstborn, Tadala, 
I remember it like it was yesterday when the nurse was handing over the baby to me and each and every day she is becoming somebody. She is, she is changing, she's having character, she's getting to learn new words. Uh, she's learned, you know, from the moment that she learned how to walk, the, the moment she learned how to crawl, oh my <laughs> goodness. Like each and every day is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I, man, I just love, I've, I have loved my parenting season and I love my parenting season. Uh, and I'm so glad that I'm going to be a, you know, a dad of two. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. We prefer not to know the gender, so I have no idea. <laughs> That's also something that I'm excited about, just yeah. to get to that day and get to hear, oh, you have a boy, oh, you have a girl. It's so exciting. From the word go, it's just amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. So you and Nessa are the type who love surprises, it seems. We do. And I must say, it was not easy. I think we just chose to like decide, okay, you know, because even with our firstborn Tadala, we decided we're not, not going to know the, the gender. And the pressure was there. And everybody was like, what, did, what if it's a, what clothes are you gonna get? You know what, uh, what about the names? Like, we always have two names. We have a boy's name, we have a girl's uh, name. We're ready for this. Yeah. We're prepared <laughs> for this, okay? So, uh, yeah, but for us, we like that surprise. Um, and I think even like, it, it feels really cool because you feel like superhuman, it's like, yeah, we have overcome this, we've done this. For nine months, not even knowing what the gender <laughs> is, you feel like, oh, not many people can do that at the mm, moment. So mm. I think that's why we like it. We like taking on challenges. So this is a challenge for us, uh, but it's also so much fun. We like the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Okay. Well, I think one more thing I wanted to just find out about also is you've been releasing some music, um, yes. some really good music. Oh, wow. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Just tell us a bit more about that yeah. um, and maybe what, what to expect. Yes. So I, I um, actually, most of the music I'm releasing now is like songs that I've written over like a span of like 10, wow. 11, 10 years. Okay. Really. These songs that I wrote in high school, some I wrote just three, four years ago. And yeah, so I, I was like, man, it's about time I do this. And I've talked about doing this for such a long time. Uh, but I've just done a project, recently did a project, uh, recorded four songs, did a live recording uh, at a friend's garden in, in Karen. Uh, and how everything just came together was just another way of God showing me that, you know, I've got your back. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just have to say things and say, you know, I'm going to do this because I believe that God has given me this gift uh, and the talents and the music. It's all coming from him. And it's not just for me. It's not just for, for it to stay in my brain or on my papers. But it's something that, you know, people would love to hear. Somebody's going to be blessed. Somebody's going to enjoy it. Somebody's mm -hmm. going to be uplifted in a way. So I got to the point, I was like, God, you're the one who gave me these songs. I don't have the money to hire a whole, you know, set up uh, auditorium or whatever it is to make this happen. Yeah. Um, I just want you to, you know, do what you're going to do. I'm just going to take the steps. You, you do your thing. So literally, that's what I did. And literally, the resources came from like everywhere. People came along. People supported me. I, I say about this project that there were more people who were more enthusiastic about it more than, than I you. was, you know, <laughs> and people who were willing to do anything to make it happen. And I'm so grateful for that team that you're going to see in my music on my YouTube channel, Daniel Chikwaza. Um, you know, each and everyone played such a vital role. Each and every person that you see uh, on, in those music videos was like so important and so crucial and instrumental to making that happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have like one more song coming out this 
October. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, so I've got a song coming out uh, this October on my daughter's birthday, the 29th of nice. October, um, which is the last of the projects that I've done of the four songs, mm -hmm. um, and it's a mixture of like the Swahili songs, English songs, English Swahili songs, Chichewa songs, uh, English and Chichewa songs. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> a bit of like you know just where I've come from, Malawi, sharing that. Uh, with you guys and also sharing the journey that I've been on, like learning Swahili, learning how to write in Swahili, to speak in Swahili. So all of that is coming out yeah. in my experience. But most of all, God's goodness, God's faithfulness. Um, all these songs are a testament of what God has done in my life from both when I was in Malawi and now that I'm here in Kenya. Mm -hmm. um, all of this is just testament to what God has done for me, really. And um, I want to keep that up because I feel like there's an open heaven for me. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a grace, there's a specific grace in, you know, stepping into my music, it's yeah. stepping into that. So I just really want to continue with that and hopefully I'll be doing another project very soon. Mm -hmm. um, and then we see where that goes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think something I've enjoyed seeing even just with this project is how just different people have come about to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. In terms of location, the people who are singing in the yeah. background and it's, um, yeah. I think, I see community coming alive even just in that project exactly. itself. Exactly. Um, yeah. And maybe even as we wrap this up, what's something, a word you can share just around community and um, maybe the, the importance of it and why people should seek to lean in more to yeah. uh, community? Yeah, I think it's um, like it's very easy to think that we have got it all together, we, we have it all together by ourselves. It's very easy to think that, you know, as long as you have a good job, you, you know, you have some money coming in, then, you know, you'll be fine. It's very easy to think that you don't need somebody to, to be accountable to or somebody you are accountable for. Uh, it's very easy to think that even as a family unit, that as long as you have a family unit, then you're good to go, that mm -hmm. you don't need people, you know. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very easy to think that, uh, you know, I'm not a people's person, therefore I'll shut down everybody. But the truth is we all need each other. Um, and I just love how, you know, Jesus modeled it in his life. He was always with people. Um, you know, he was always talking to people. He was always having a meal with people. He, always, he was always making friends. Uh, you know, he was always uh, moving around with people. You know, of course there were moments when he would, when he wants to spend time with the Father, that he would go away. Um, not to give us pressure to be like Jesus, but just to remind us that it's so important to have people around you. Okay, yeah, it's so important to, to have uh, people around you. Like for me, uh, it's, it's gotten to a point where I know because of how my parents invested in people, there's no place in this world that I can go Oh. and suffer yeah. <laughs> you know I know that somebody would be like your dad or your mom did this mm. for me um, or you know how can I help you or how can we journey together how can my project like you said is just a, a testament of that yeah. you know when I was when I told sometimes it doesn't even take you to tell your friends your friends are like wait there was something that you wanted to do how can we help you mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just because you have helped them, they feel, they feel like you're part of, you know, it's, you're part of a family, I guess. Um, the same with, you know, in our compound, when, when my neighbor lost her, her daughter, you know, everybody came around because mm -hmm. we are 
we are now a community, we're part of a community. You feel like um, you, you step in for each other, you feel each other's pain, yeah. you know. And, and most of the times we are so privileged that for most of us, life is filled with good times, but bad times do come and mm. we always need somebody that we can lean on. Um, and it's okay to say, you know, I've got Jesus, I've got God, but God goes through people. <laughs> God helps us through people around us. So it's very important to be in community, I would say, uh, because it's, it will always come back to help us. Yeah. It will always come back to, and not just you doing community because you want people to, to be there for you, yeah. but just genuinely saying, you know, you are my family. We live together or we're in this space together and let's just journey together because that's what Jesus did and that's what is expected of us as well to do with the people around us. Yeah, because we all have something to offer. I'm talking too much, let me stop. Hey, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Ikwaza. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Awesome. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. Uh, yeah, much and it's a pleasure. Yeah, maybe just wrap this up with a word of prayer. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's do it. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of um, community. Thank you for, um, for how you modeled community to us uh, and the gift of like friendship, family, and just doing life together. And Lord, we just come before you now, knowing that there, there could be somebody listening or watching and coming from a point of weakness where I have been myself of saying, you know, I'm not a people's person or I have neighbors, I don't know how to reach out to them or I go to church, but the only person who I feel like I can comfortably talk to is probably just the pastor and everybody else is, uh, is not really who I want to be with. Or somebody who's thinking I need to be part of uh, a community group, you know, whether it's for church, whether it's for work or something, but they're still struggling on how to do this. How I pray that, Lord, you give each and every one of us the courage to be able to step out, um, mm. not in our power, but in the power that you give. Mm. Uh, and most of all, Lord Jesus, help us to even start by just being there for people who are uh, at a place where they, they are in need of community, uh, people who are you know, struggling in one way or another. And you have given us the, 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 the materials and the, the ability to be of help to somebody else. Help us, Lord, to take those opportunities that you give us to start stepping into um, into that image of community that you have created and the ways that you have paved for us into it. So I pray, Lord Jesus, for courage. I pray for, for strength. I pray, Lord Jesus, even for patience because being in community takes a lot of patience because we're dealing with people uh, and walking with people. So how, how I pray that, Lord, you equip us uh, by your spirit uh, and by the grace and the love that you give to us, that, Lord, will be a reflection of you living in us everywhere we go. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you. Everybody, so nice to see you. So glad you're here. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. We want to know Jesus. We want to grow like him. We want to know Jesus.